just try new things, just try new things, because as long as that curiosity is alive, uh, you, you, you are improving. Hello, beautiful people. So today I have the pleasure to have with me a friend of a friend. So let me say first, uh, thanks to João Smedo, man, that introduced me this great person. Let me say his name, his name correct, Usman. Himtia, Intias. Yeah, I'm doing my best. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, so let me do a quick intro about Usman. Usman is originally from Pakistan, but he is living now in UK since 2014. Usman started his career being an engineer and a student at the same time, but now Usman is working as a software application engineer at Siemens. Other than engineering, Usman has developed a love for astrophysics that we will know a little bit more about it. To end up, Usman's life motto is to learn something new every day. So first of all, Usman, how are you tonight? Tonight uh, in Europe. <laughs> good, thank you, man. Really good. Just uh, get along. How about you? I'm really nice. Thank you for asking. So uh, I like to to ask to to my guests. Let's start from the beginning. Can you tell me to me and to the listeners and viewers that still don't know you a little bit about your story? Oh well, you described pretty much everything. That was amazing. So yeah, I'm 25 years of age, <laughs> came from Pakistan to study electrical, electronics engineering, as you said, and uh, right now I'm working as a software application engineer and like astrophysics, as you've explained. And uh, apart from that, just like, just like the most of us trying to progress in life and be the better version of yesterday. Man, beautiful. I love that sentence. Better version of yesterday. It's... Uh... It's something that is in you. It's it's when you start to have that kind of of thoughts, a, a little bit better every day. When you start to implement that in your life, uh, that was uh, to be honest. That was uh, two years ago when my grandfather, you know, who's passed away now. But when I was I was really close to him, so he used to just you know whenever he used to come from university, he used to ask me, "Is there anything interesting you've done today?" Is there anything interesting you've learned today apart from your, you know, when you're in your university, you are doing your assignments, but in your own free time, he was like, well, how are you spending it? So, you know, this question was a really thought invoking question. It's like, uh, actually, I wasn't actually doing much. I was just crawling through the, going through the social media. And uh, so that's when I, you know, when you start being curious about things, that's when you realize that, okay, I can improve in this shape. Uh, you you start building an image of what person you want to be, uh, because when you learn things, you get that insight, and that insight helps you to that level. So it's still it's still going on. It's just 25 years of age. There's lots to come. Yeah, but for me, age it's something important. But I don't like to limit it because you have like young people that can teach me a lot younger than me. So age for me it's not a limitation, and. Uh, uh, so your grandfather at first I love I love his way of thinking like what you learn today more than just the work you know how do you spend your time you know because the time I think it's for me it's the most precious thing that we have here 
So I love I love your ideas. So it was a, an important yeah, person in in your in your life, let's say. Yeah, he was a mentor. He raised me. So he raised me since I was a kid. So I have my parents, but I used to live with him. So my parents were working in a different country. So I used to live with him, and he educated me from the beginning. So when he came to visit me in the UK, that's when he you know asking me questions again because he cares about me and. They were really good questions. That that's how I actually got into astrophysics, if I'm honest. So I started just you know going onto the YouTube and looking at the you know just simple things like why does ice melt or why does ice floats in water? The simple questions, and uh, from there you start to understand that how this whole universe is bound bound together by the physics law that we see around us. So this curiosity led to like is is constantly increasing every day, and and that's beautiful. Mm. It's, you know, I think that that is being a better version of yesterday because you you know you know something today that you didn't yesterday, and you can learn from everyone, like you said. Age doesn't matter. Nothing, nothing. The background, the the expertise that you have, I think that if you are open to learn it to everyone. So you touch it's some a question that I wanted to ask, but you already touch uh, astrophysics first. Uh, uh, how it happened in your life? And if you can give like a quick uh, explanation for the ones that don't don't know nothing about astrophysics, just like two or three sentences, just to have an idea and how it happens. Oh, okay. I, no, no one ever asked me that before, that how it happens. Well, if I was to explain what basic astrophysics, I would say if you just just go out and look at the stars uh, when you look at the stars you will you will you will have a question that what are that objects so they are you're actually seeing your past when you know i would say when you start looking at these you're looking at your past just this simple sentence uh, helps you understand take you into the astrophysics if i was to explain you a formal definition is the study of planets and motion and objects and how the things behave the gravity how we humans behave so that's what astrophysics is okay and how can we apply astrophysics in our daily life <laughs> i don't know it's uh, we, we don't apply i think we are already we are we are in it we are in, the universe is created we are in that physics zone and we are following through time. The time is following the forward direction. And whatever we are doing, we are leaving the imprints of the past. So it's not that we are not applying. Astrophysics is applying us, I believe. So not, uh, not just astrophysics, physics in general. It's beautiful, man. So ready, it gives <laughs> a, a little, a little twist in my my brain but i love it oh sorry so, I, I don't wanna i don't wanna if there's anything unclear you can ask because no I'm no 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 man i love it i love it and and let me see if i if i can with astrophysics you say that uh, you, you can kind of uh, see the past if i understood yes so by seeing the past can we learn with the mistakes from the past can we Oh, sorry. I, I, I meant like uh, because we just see light. The the only thing is because the universe is immense, huge. So when we look at the stars, we are not looking at their present moment. So there is no global moment in the universe. So their light takes, like, say, if a star is 
in terms of distance 200 million light years away, it's a big number. So the, that means that this, that light from that star takes 200 million light years. When I say light years, the light is traveling at the speed of light and that speed of light is, uh, I can't remember, it's like a big figure, 134,000, something like that. Sorry, I can't remember. Just no, 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 it's okay. But, but light is, speed of light is the fastest object in the universe. Uh, fast, fast, fasted, fastest, fastest, fastest an object can go is the speed of light. Exactly. So when we, when, we, when we say a star is 200 million light years away, that means that their light is taking 200 million years to reach to us. So if the light, it's because how do we see everything around us is their mm. light, you know, through their light. And if their light is taking 200 million years, that means that light is old. That light is old 200 million light years. Okay. You're seeing the fast we are seeing the image of the star stationary that was 200 million light years ago. Right now, it could be dead, right? Right now, it could have, could have turned into a supernova or a black hole. And all that. Okay, love it. So you can see that astrophysics applies seeing the past of the, the, the stars and the planets. I love it, love it, love it, love it. Love planets, uh, planets, you cannot because uh, planets don't emit light at longer distances. <laughs> it's really hard to identify the planets. We call them exoplanets outside of our solar system. The hmm. only reason we can see these planets, Uranus, Jupiter, because they're, uh, they're revolving they around the sun and their light refracts to us. But any other outside planet, we don't really know. We oh. can't see them. We can see the stars. We can see the galaxy light. We can see the Milky Way, our own galaxies. Man, beautiful. And sorry for my ignorance. Like, sorry. No, 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 no. no don't love it. Me. No, but I love it, the explanation. And, and you, you asked a good question. I never really thought about, you know, how to describe astrophysics in simple words. Man, love it. I love the idea. And it's something that I see. I prefer like talk to you, I think, uh, than, than looking. But it's like everyone has to have something that love. Uh, we will go in there in first, but let's go a little bit behind. How it was your life in Pakistan? How was my life in Pakistan? Yeah, yeah it, was, it was great. It was wonderful. I, I studied in a good school, a reputable school in Pakistan. When I say reputable, it was good education. It's uh, Br British education that teaches uh, in affiliation with UK boards. The education was great. And uh, I had a lot of good friends there. So I'm still in contact with them. So it was, it was great. Okay, so the adaptation, when you come to the, the UK, how it was the adaptation? It was easier because of the, of the type of the school that you, you were in Pakistan? Yeah, yeah, much most likely because I, I did O-levels and A-levels and uh, in my high school, secondary college as well. And, uh, sorry, no I did O-levels in high school then. And uh, it's similar to, uh, similar to the high school education that they teach, teach us here, hmm. like secondary college. So there's, there wasn't much of a difference in terms of coming to the university and starting to learn about things. However, I would say like, uh, uh, the major difference in Pakistan, we really focus on the theory. Uh, hmm. Everything is uh, like, you know, I, I never loved physics. So I'm really honest when I was in Pakistan. Okay. It wasn't because uh, it wasn't because uh, I, it, it wasn't because of the astrophysics at that time it, it, or the curiosity. It was most because it was really theory all the time. But when I came here, there was, it was a change in style of teaching, which was practical. Mm -hmm. And when you are, when you're learning something bang on practical, it, uh, it you know it, it invokes it, your analytical ability. It improves the way you are, you see things. 
and uh, then because you know it covers a range of skills because you feel responsible you they like the universities give you a project hmm. a practical project and hmm. to do that project you have to learn a range of skills not just one particular chapter of that you have to learn you it's you you're you're like you're the man who needs to do research and go to the library and study any topic that can help your project so there are lots of skills to learn man Love it. And, and yeah, I completely understand. And when you can apply something, it's much more than you just studying a, a theory about like the gravity or, or something like that. <laughs> I think it's, 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 it's easier to, 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 to understand. And what about living, living, uh, not in the job, living in UK, it was easier. The adaptation, did you like how oh, it was the first years? Hmm. But, uh, as you as you travel a lot as well you're just telling me about yourself so you know how cultures are different across uh, across the globe mm-hmm. and uh, when you come and in, in meet a new person from a different culture you tend to initially have less things to talk about in common uh, because you less things to talk about because you don't have a lot in common mm-hmm. however i think there is always something that we humans have in common which is universal like music food, entertainment. That's how I met you all, like, you know, you're dancing. So you start talking about music and you find something in common, middle common ground, and that builds up to a big. So yeah, culture was definitely something that I adapted. Man, love it, love it. And now I wanted to ask you, because I think that, that you can already advise some people, so some that are in the same position that you were a couple of years ago, coming from Pakistan. Which advice you will give to them Uh, if they are finishing the school and they are coming here to study like you were and to working at the same time, which kind of advice you will give to them that can, uh, can help them in the integration? Uh, I think the only thing for them is to just be open. Just be open to other people and possibilities, just tolerance. You know, that's a really big key. When you say be open, you, you know, you really try to understand why, why, why do people think the way they think. If you focus on that why, and uh, you will, everything will start, you'll start relaxing yourself out. You know, you will not have, if you are, because when you are, when you have a set of rules and you are, you are in that tunnel vision, but when you are, when you meet people, that vision expands and then you become more relaxed. So that, that's the only advice in terms of adapting. Now, educationally, I think they won't have a problem because a lot of people who come from Pakistan already have that UK sort of educational background. And I think like, and I think like a life advice, you, you can use it everywhere and anywhere. You can apply in your, your, in your, the company that you are working for in your, in the street, in the coffee. I think like it's something that you can apply in life. I have an open mind. Love it. Love it. Um, I like to ask to my guests, do you believe in having a purpose in your life? Okay. Mm. That's a deep question. I would say, I, I mean, yes, definitely. Because I, I think we humans look around everything around us and we find meaning in everything. If we can find meaning in everything, why can't we find meaning in our own life? Uh, anything we do, we, we ask them, why are we doing this? That is like, that is our first human nature. If, if I, if someone tells you to pick this stuff up and put it there, they'll be, you'll ask first question, why is it necessary? 
So there is, we find meaning in everything. There's, I think there's, so we should find meaning. There is definitely meaning to life for me. And uh, there's like a, there's like a, so it, a lot of people say that you have to be religious to find the meaning in life. Mm-hmm. But uh, I have something that I read uh, is in science paper that was really interesting. There is kind of a probability research, probability research statistical, statistical analysis and uh, it was uh, it was about uh, you know what are the chances of me or you being born and they worked out it's one in 400 trillion trillion is with 12 zeros it's crazy one one in 400 trillion that's the number i can never my mind will collapse if i start counting i will die before the number finishes <laughs> so it's like that it's like that big so how did they come up with that number one in 400 trillion it's, there are so many reasons there are so many uh, factors, but one of the main factors is like uh, on an average females, they produce 100,000 ovary eggs and a male produces, uh, I don't know, millions of sperm cells. And what were the chances of that particular sperm cell to attach with that particular ovary cell that gave me the way I am? If it was any other genetic, because every sperm cell has different uh, genetic code. And if it was another, there will be another version of me, but not really me. So, and similar, you can trace back to the ancestors as the first ever humans in Africa and all that. So the, the chances are amazing. And I want to appreciate that fact. I really want to appreciate the fact that uh, unconsciously, unconscious, unconsciously, I have overcome that barrier. We all have overcome that barrier of coming out alive in this planet Earth and living this life. And now that we, we are here, why don't we do things? Why don't we bring meaning to our life? Even if we think there is no meaning to life in a bigger picture. And you can only bring meaning to your life for me. Uh, for me, it's like by being happy, trying to find things, do things that makes me happy. And uh, when I'm happy, I will affect the people around me. They will be happy. I will give that positive energy. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, let's see, I already understand that you believe that uh, uh, Part of the and I love that because you're talking in 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 a, a quote that I will say, the purpose, the big picture. Because you can have also for me out also a small kind of purpose if or meanings as you can describe. Uh, uh, so make happy, uh, be happy, and make other person, uh, uh, your family and your friends happy. It's part of of uh, your purpose. Yeah, uh, you have. Sorry. Yeah, you will eventually make them happy. So first you have to make yourself happy by doing things that make you happy. <laughs> oh, completely, completely, do you, completely. Do you, do you experience the similar thing? Man, I have one. For me, it's like in aviation. First you have to put the oxygen mask to you and after you can help the others. If not, <laughs> you cannot Perfect. help. You know, for me, it's it's easy. It's like that. But I, I totally agree with you. But yeah, I... I I understand that. So, and now I want to ask you: with with this COVID and all of this, um, which is some of the the lessons that you took from this pandemic that you are taking because it's not finished. You mean on the personal level, or what? As the humans, I think could be both. Please. Okay. <laughs> oh. Hmm. On a personal level, I can say uh, it's it's pretty evident that uh, everything can change tomorrow. 
Like we we all we all now know that. We used to say that all the time, but now we know that no one ever thought that we'll be it'll be like this one year later. So everything can change tomorrow. And Earth literally, Earth has no feelings, firstly, and Earth doesn't care. It it will continue to flip, rotate, and uh, it will spring life back on life life back again, if even if we die. So what's the lesson from here? For me, that that helped me realize that uh, is that we should focus on what is important to us. You were telling me that you started this podcasting because of the COVID. So that was like really exactly what I agree with as well. Like you know, when you realized you realized in COVID that what was important to you, and uh, similarly to you. So I I also realized that pre-COVID I was uh, I was really busy with the life. You know, going to work, going to gym, and then the day ends so quickly, and you just continue the life. But now there wasn't any pause, and uh, now that I've got this pause, uh, there is uh, I've I've been able to identify that I really enjoy doing certain things. Uh, initially, I was raw. I was just spending my time, and I realized that uh, this is what I'm doing in my own time, and what and I want to be a, that kind of person. If I want to be a good in astrophysics, if I want to pursue a career in astrophysics, what do I need to do? What are the things that I need to do? So I brought that order in my life, as much as chaos is necessary. I brought that order in my life, a routine, a schedule. You plan your day ahead. And uh, this was the biggest lesson that I, I, I took that, you know, to focus on what is important. And I love it. That, and, and I was too, in, in one sentence that you sent now in the end, chaos is necessary. Why is that? <laughs> uh, I mean, if if you Big Bang was a chaos, <laughs> and the entropy of the objects, time moving in one forward direction. So it says the second law of thermodynamics in physics. It suggests that everything will scatter, ice will melt, because we are stuck to that. So chaos is what universe has been doing for a long time. And us humans, it's in our natures. How do we come up with creative solutions? How do people come up with creative ideas? Is when they, when they, when they do something unpredictable, something we haven't expected. Uh, that that is what creation. That is what creativity is. That that is how you, that is how you define creativity. People before thought that sun was this. Uh, that we sun we revolved sun revolved around the us. We th people thought that we were the center of everything. And then there was a thinker who thought that actually, no, it's the other way around. We are not the center of everything. We're just a figment. And he was being prosecuted in some church and uh, at that time for saying that. And people would, at that time, were looking at him. This is the guy who's full of chaos. He's just rebel. He just doesn't agree with these things. So yeah, chaos is necessary, but as well as order as well so exactly. in this chaotic world. No, exactly, exactly, and uh, yeah, but, but this is exactly like like you said. It sometimes you need the chaos to organize the 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 system, or can be the hurt as a as a system, or or, or our system as a human being. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Tell me. Thank you. How do you describe your mindset? Hmm. Uh, just a minute, just need to think about it. If I were to say, I think I like to, I like to explore, explore, explore things. And uh, 
experience uh, and new meet new people have new experiences and enjoy the unpredictable situations that that is what my mind is always always compelling me to do i don't like uh, to have that uh, uh, to have that repeat same thing or or i, I don't like to like uh, to keep like i don't like to eat same food every day mm. so i can describe it like this my personality I, I, in fact, I don't like to cook same food uh, every one week. I like to try everything new every day. Try to have something. So I'm always looking online on a recipe, some French recipe, some Portuguese recipe. Some, well, I haven't found yet the Portuguese one because I, I told you all a lot, and he was like, he was giving me some rice chicken recipes. But you know, I need to learn. Anyways, yeah, try to find something new or explore. Always explore something new, and that's this is how I developed interest in astrophysics, but as well as mountaineering, I like to do hiking, a lot of hiking, a little yeah. bit of climbing. So that that is because of, you know, you, you try new things, just try new things, because as long as that curiosity is alive, uh, you, you, you are improving. Love it. <clears throat> I think that I have the sentence to do the thumbnail. Already can take it. This last one, beautiful, man. Really, really, really beautiful. Now, Uh, so you were saying about hiking and climbing. Why hiking and climbing? <laughs> oh, again, that is that is again that I came across. Uh, you know, if the, it's like in brain, you have a neurochemical, and some people say adrenaline junkie or uh, GABA. But what they do actually do these neurochemicals? They make you happy. And when you do when you do when you when you do something scary, not not stupid something scary that you think that can't do it, but when you do it, the brain releases those endorphins, that a chemical mixture of a neurochemicals uh, soup. Ser serotonin. Serotonin, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's one of them. Yeah. There are like seven. Like, they're really difficult name to pronounce, if I'm honest. So, mm -hmm. I, but, but yeah, I was saying that uh, why I chose is because I, I really love nature. I like uh, I like seeing mountains, the calmness of mountains and the chaos in the water molecules that rushes through the mountain. It's just a beautiful picture to see. It soothes your mind. And when I do hiking, it gives me that pleasure as well as climbing is something, it's, it's a bit risky, but after when you finish it, you feel really you know, happy and that, that feeling is amazing, worth it. I'm seeing it's like the... the, the, the And it's, it's beautiful the way that you think and the way that you apply that in different parts of your life, you know, like seeing the chaos, the connection, the, the, the connection between the chaos, astrophysics and now hiking. You know? <laughs> Thank you. I'm not, I'm not an expert in climbing, but yeah, I, no. in any, but yeah, I love, I love exploring new things. And, and I love that mindset. I love that way of thinking, always trying to learn or always have a mindset of learning becoming better every day. I love that. Now with that comes me another question in the segue. What is for you success? Hmm. Success is, uh, uh, I think, uh, I, 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 so sorry if I'm repeating myself because mm -hmm. for me, success is again, happiness. As much as, uh, as much of the biological soup we are all, At the end of the day, we like to feel good. We like to be respected and be happy. Uh, I don't know how to explain happy, happiness itself. Maybe I can try. So, so, so happiness is when you're maybe 
satisfied with your present self. Uh, there was uh, there was one. I, I was actually reading a post today. There was one uh, Chinese scholar, a philosopher, uh, Lao Tzu. Lao Tzu. He once said that. Uh, oh, you you know him. Hi, uh, brilliant. So he once said that if you are depressed, you are living in the past, and uh, if you are anxious, you're living in the future, and if you are at peace, you're living in the present. So. And when, when, when you are at peace, you're only at peace when you have found, when you're happy or when you're striving towards happiness. So happiness has to be a balance of those uh, seven neurochemicals, like, like, you know, we were naming before. Mm -hmm. And how, how do you, how do you, how do you screen, how, how does, how do you get your body or brain to screen those neurochemicals or uh, that result in happiness? You have to do certain things. It's like all a chain. You have to do certain things that will cause those rush of mixtures, chemical, neurochemicals that'll make you happy and you find peace. And uh, you can only do that by taking care of yourself, uh, for me, for me, by taking care of yourself mentally and physically looking after yourself. So that, that is success. I'm not saying I'm successful. And this is something I understand. And this, uh, I understand the meaning of success. It would be interesting yeah. to hear yours. And, and I love it. I love it, the connection, because it's, I think it's like that it's, it's the balance between the mind and the body. It's the more important than that. Like, so it's not like bank accounts or, you know, if you are happy and if you can make anybody happy also because you have your mask on, you know, yeah. and you can smile. I think it's a great one. So, and I'm yeah. seeing also a guitar there in the background. How important is music in your life or what is the role of music? Oh. Uh, I've been trying to like uh, continue improving my guitar. So it's uh, music. I don't know. It gives that. Uh, it's like why? Why does everyone love music? That's a good question as well. Uh, because it 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 feels good. It music 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 is universal. Those uh, notes. There are like 150 million melodies in the universe. Uh, right now, that the 150 million songs that. There was some article again that how does someone comes up with the how many melodies are out there and how many possibilities are out there. There are like there are like billions of possibilities. It's a finite number, but it's supposed a huge number. That there are so many, and yet we enjoy the melodies. Uh, we only explore a little bit, but we enjoy it. And in that little bit, that that's the one I try to you know keep playing, and that cools you down. So music is important to me. When I want to just have a you know free time and do nothing and but just learn so this is an instrument to learn interesting instrument to learn. Okay. I love it. Always trying to learn something new. I like it's it's something consistent in you. I I love that man. <laughs> and let's talk a little bit about your day job now. Uh, to describe simply what you, what you do as a a, a software engineer. So I, so right now I write the software for uh, uh, for gas turbine control panels. So mm -hmm. gas turbines are something that power the power the plants. Uh, mm -hmm. They can be used for the oil rigs or to give elect provide electricity to smaller factories or maybe small towns. So they need to be controlled. They need to have mines. So software is the mine which actually tells you that to which valve to control when to 
release the fuel and when not to release the fuel, for example. So that, so I just try to, I'm learning, it's my second year at job, so I'm just learning how to write the software of, uh, to control that machinery, big, beautiful piece of machinery. <laughs> Love the description. Yes, it's the mind that controls the 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 machine behind. I love it. I love it. And are you liking always everything going? Are you liking the process? Uh, I would say yes. It's uh, so far uh, it's really good because again, like learning is really important, and there's so much I don't know in that world, in the software world. So I I love that because it's a challenge. My mind likes that challenge. Uh, I set a goal at work, and then when you achieve a project, you you feel happy i have a, a small idea because i talk with uh, joao so i have a, a small idea about you what you guys do but it's, oh, it's okay. not yeah joao and me we we're colleagues so we we literally uh, you know teach each other he's 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 senior than me but that's amazing so that's how i can learn a lot from him. and he's he's a he's a, a good teacher as well yeah he's a good teacher yeah Oh, nice. So uh, let me tell you now, uh, I'd like to see like, how is a normal day in your life? Do you have any daily habits, uh, morning routines, night routines? Hmm. Uh, I would say that my biggest habit, uh, I don't know if you want to classify that as a habit, but there are only 24 hours in the day. And there are only some things that you can do in that time. So I, tr so I try to schedule my time. Why not? I plan the day in the bed. Whilst, whilst I'm laying down in the bed, I, tr I just make out a film map, pic picture map of what I'm going to do and how much time I'm going to spend on that particular thing. Like today, I, today I, I just said that I have to definitely go to gym and I have to definitely learn guitar for that one hour. And when you allocate the, those tasks, you you are in fact taking responsibility. You when you when you feel responsible, when you are responsible, you you feel like you have a, something to achieve, and that when you finish that goal, that satisfaction you get, you you even you 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 feel amazing. That feeling is amazing, even though you know not every day it works. That okay, I've set the goals, but it doesn't. It, I, I couldn't do all of them. That's better than 0%. Even if I've done 20%, that is something that to be proud of. I can do 21 tomorrow. So uh, as long as there is a structure, like I say, order, a little bit of order in the life on, the, on that particular day, because we live in this current moment and this moment is right now. And that's what we, we can plan in that current moment. And then we are now, we are heading into peace, future. Now, just like we are, that moment is gone. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. I love it. And and I will I will I will just sublime yes schedule. I I do the same. I think it's very important and it helps. If you schedule in some way the day in the night before, man, because it, it helps. It helps oh, a lot. Before. It helps you night before. Yeah, 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 yeah. The night before I prefer it because after you know what you have to do, it's just ta 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 ta. Yeah, that's amazing. I love it. Yeah, I think I'll try that. I never thought about it night before. That I is something I try. <laughs> Normally, you do it in the morning? Yeah, I just wake up in the bed and then I just look up in the ceiling and I'm like, I need to do this, 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 this. Okay. I, I never I never go, to, I used to just go to the Facebook and now I deleted all these apps. I, I, as much as I love social media, but I don't want to, uh, I don't want to, you know, start my day with that. 
I want to start. I want. I don't want to start my day with reading someone else's opinion or influence. I want to just think what I think I can do. I need to do if I want to be that better version. And I love it. And but I'll try the night one. I like the night idea because you don't have to do that in the morning. Then. <laughs> No, no. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. For me, it makes it makes like life easier. You know, you just know what you have to do in the other day, and you go. And yes, I think that is another good advice, man. Don't start your day with the social media. I think it's just yeah, like spend. Man, I like to read in the morning, but when I have time, also like I like to read in the morning, meditate, and yeah, but depends of of the person and the time that you that you have and the person that you are. So let's go now to another question that I like to ask to my guests. Uh, what is the legacy that you want to leave behind? Mm. Uh, I would say just to, be, just to be remembered by family and friends uh, in good words. I think that is realistic for me, and that is I'll be I'll be happy with that. Like because when I'm there, I don't know where I will be, what what state will I be? But if someone is saying something good about me, that is that is that is an achievement, you know. If they remember me in good words, and uh, yeah, that's the legacy I want to leave behind. And if in any way, if I've impacted someone's life in a positive way, that is also I can classify as that is a legacy. <laughs> I, I like this idea of podcasting which you are doing. Not that I want to do it, but this, this, I, I, I think this will help you as well. This is the legacy you will have. This will a lot of people who watch this. There might be someone. There might be something someone said and might have, you know, changed the way they think. Because it only takes one particular sentence to change someone. You know, maybe way of thinking. So yeah. Really, first, thank you. I have to say thank you just for that. And yeah, I totally, totally agree with you on that, man. Just I, sometimes one highlight, one clip, if can change one person's day, mm -hmm. for me, it's already mission accomplished. That's amazing. Really. So uh, books and podcasts. Do you like to read? Do you like to listen podcasts? Uh, I don't, I don't read a lot of books. I should, I should, but I don't, at the moment, I don't, well, recently I did read last month, uh, Forces of Nature by Brian okay. Cox. That was, uh, I really enjoyed that book. That was amazing because it captures and sparks that curiosity for the reason, for, for the, for the reader by, you know, by explaining how simple things like snowflakes, honeybees, uh, honeybee hives and tidal waves from the, due to the moon. Uh, obey the fundamental laws of the universe and we are seeing by just looking at this snowflake we can understand the whole universe because the snowflake helps you and asks makes you want ask the snowflake uh, triggers those questions if you just observe the snowflake it'll trigger questions and if you try to find those answers you will have to understand physics you'll have to understand deep mathematical problems or solve deep mathematical problems so that's uh, brian cox he explained it really well that. So that's the book I, I would say. If anyone who wants to, you know, get into science, well, we are already in the science. We are a product of science, but uh, just want to enjoy, appreciate it. That would, would be a good starter. And uh, in terms of podcasts, uh, Infinite Monkey Cage with a bit of humor, they're really good. Have you heard of them? Never, never. I'm taking the names of the book and the podcast. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, and then Seeger Plus. 
Seeker Plus. That's a very good. And although they have stopped publishing, but the content they have is amazing. So, and any, uh, to be honest, any YouTube video, uh, even like let's say this podcast, if someone learns any other little bit of fact, you have to fact check, of course, go to the YouTube and Google or just check. Any, I, I watch any video on the YouTube that is giving in knowledge, getting giving knowledge, you know. So, so yeah, it's not necessarily them. No, no, and it's true. No, now with the with the internet, man, exactly. You can search information. I think the way that you like, man. If you like to listen books, you can listen books. If you like podcasts, you have podcasts. If you like to read, you know. If you like to see videos, you go to 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 see videos. Like, I think it's. Well, well, see, which ones your do you like to read or you you like to watch podcasts? I I I like to to watch podcasts also, but I'm also like a, a big reader, man. I like to mm. read. I like to read. Suggest me a good book, man. For me, I think this one I will show you. Uh, it's here to start, man. Personal finance. Rich dad, poor dad. Okay, thanks, man. No, I think this one. It's really, really easy to understand, and you start to to. To thinking about your finance in a different, different, different way. I really, really, really like that book. So I like to ask also uh, a tip that you have to make the world a better place. I'm not an expert in anything, so I would not. I will just say what I, I think how I can. Uh, how how I think I can you know what things I can do to make world a better place. I I I think it's the change begins from within from your from yourself, and uh, it, you can only make the world a better place by being responsible for your actions and improve your life. Try to be improve yourself every single day. Try to see okay, ask some basic questions to yourself. Would I be happy if? If someone puts a gun to my head, what if they are, if they tell me where do you wanna tell me a a passion, tell me a career you want to go into that you'll be happy for the rest of your life? Uh, you have to decide now. So these kind of questions and they really you know uh, help you understand that what what are your priorities. So once you improve yourself and then making a better improving, once you're striving, you're automatically uh, affecting others as well because we humans are social animals. Uh, and what that means is we meet people, we interact, we like to have a conversation, we like to know other people's stories. And when you tell about yourself that I've been doing this, I've been doing this, that might interest someone in a positive way. They might be asking you more questions and it might be affecting their lives in another way. Because we, it's like a, ripples in a pond, you know, when you throw a pebble, it affects. And you, you cannot just go out and change the whole world in a minute. We don't, I don't matter if I, if I'm removed just planet space, nothing will, everything will be novel, just like this is the, this is the truth. So why don't I just work on myself and people around me will be affected, I believe. Love it, bro. Really, 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 really. And exactly, it's that ripple effect that you have, like, you can change, like, the world around you. I love it, love it, that idea. I totally agree with you. Man, and let's go a little bit uh, about because I wanted to ask you a question, but I forget. You you were talking about the snowflake. That uh, uh, with some questions, uh, which are the questions that, that that you were talking in the in the snowflake? Um, 
jury, if we can call it. Uh, it's explained in the book uh, really nicely, but uh, I'll try to remember what I was. So yes, so like basics ones, if, if you say, when you look at the snowflake, you know, snowflakes, uh, they form, they, they all make, they all merge together to form one ice. Mm -hmm. And if you observe closely a snowflake, they have, a, every snowflake looks different. Mm -hmm. It's like every snowflake in the world looks different. They have a different shape. And if you ask them, why do they have a different shape? Why does it come out to be a different shape? Then you realize that how it is, uh, that, then you, that why leads you to read about that. So when snowflakes come from the sky due to a different temperature and humidity level, first of all, why snowflakes come down, that's gravity. Why are they coming down? That, 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 that is another physics thing you learn. But the snowflake itself, when it comes, uh, you have for, to understand snowflakes, you need to understand ice. Mm -hmm. How does, uh, why can ice float on water? Uh, why can ice itself float on water? It's like, if you, any, not, if there's not any other liquid. If you freeze like an alcohol and put it in alcohol, it won't float, it'll go down. But ice, ice floats in water. It's because the geometry, the structure, the way ice is formed. Uh, it, sorry if it goes a little technical. No, no, please continue. Uh, so ice is uh, oxygen, H2O, one, uh, two hydrogens and one oxygen. So two hydrogens, uh, two hydrogens connect to one oxygen. Mm -hmm. Uh, if I explain one circle and then there are two circles connected mm -hmm. connected to it and uh, when you know when they're connected they their charges towards the hydrogen side becomes partially negative and on the other end it's slightly positive and uh, and when it gives that negative charge it attracts all the hydrogen and they all form if, if I'm going to sum it they all come together to form a hexagonal structure mm -hmm. pattern and that hexagonal pattern allows, it gives it the less, in, like uh, in the less density with more volume. Mm. And things float in water because they have less density than water. So that structure gives that less density. That's why ice floats in on water. Because the reason I'm telling you is this because the snowflakes itself, uh, they, they, they are H2O as well. When they're coming through the sky, there so look just to answer that question you need to yeah i see it's i love it love it so it starts from that basic uh, it's it's brian cox explaining really well so so like you know when it comes through the clouds uh, the temperature and the humidity level is different at every each snowflake takes its own path and that temperature <laughs> humidity causes the shape to deform in a certain way sometimes it's melt sometimes it's and that that's why each snowflake looks different uh, in order to sum it in simple words, yeah. Man, and I love it. I love it, and it's like, man, and, and yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. With, with the snowflakes, we can understand ourselves. It's like our journey. We we are like snowflakes, you know. <laughs> we are all different. Yeah, never never thought it like that. Yeah, that that's another philosophy. Man, you explain it like, like but like, man, it's like our life, like journey. Man, there's who's a, man? There's anything like honeybees. Yeah, sorry. Tell me, please continue, man. Um, Anybees. What do you have to tell me about Anybees? So, uh, the key was about, you know, the hexagonal structure of the ice, the way it forms the molecules, and it gives us less compact density, uh, less density, so it floats in water. So honeybees, honeys, honeybees, they're really smart. They're intelligent creatures. And this is something that scientists are still trying to work out. How did they do it and how did they know? 
you have to solve a deep uh, if i was sorry i'll i'll come to the point which is so honeybees they put they have hives where they, mm. where they store honey and if you look at their hives they're perfectly hexagonal they build they, they build their own hive to build their hive i think one one honeybee have to consume like 6 grams of honey to they make it out from their wax to make that one hexagonal hive they consume 6 grams of six grams of honey to build one hive so now honeybees were seen earliest of stages when they were like at the beginning of evolution or whatever of their own journey they were like in a honeybees were sitting in a board meeting and thinking okay what should be the design for the what should be the design for the honeybee honey hives so we have to use the we have to drink the minimum amount of honeybee of oh, sorry not we have sorry we have to drink the minimum amount of honey to mm-hmm. produce to produce that hive which can store most honey and is the most efficient way to store honey without any gaps so they decided that it's hexagonal that's how honey bees so they the way they make their hives is hexagonal structure why because they, if it was a circle and the circle like that please so let's say if they if they made their hives can you see this Yes, 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 yes. What oh, can you? Number one. Wait. <laughs> Let, me... Wait. Let me try. No problem. We have time. So if I was to, let me. So can you see the circles? Uh, a little bit up. I, I can't. I can't really see. Yes, 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 yes. Here, perfect, perfect. So, You see, if it was, if they made their hives in circles, can you see that little gap here? Here. Exactly in the middle. Mm-hmm. That that is that is not an efficient way to store honey. They'll lose honey like that. <laughs> if you put hexagons in a pattern, I want you to draw them out, but maybe we can share screen. I don't know, but it's. It, uh, but if you put hexagon in that structure, it leaves no gaps, and uh, it it uses the minimum amount of honey. So that's how honey is. Uh, you know, the question was. that when you look at those uh, honey bee hives you start you just ask one question why is it hexagonal then you have to then you have to solve there was like a research paper which solves like 3 10 pages of research paper it goes through all the mathematical calculations to come to the conclusion that in, indeed honey bee hives are the most uh, hexagonal they are the most efficient shape in the universe to store honey or uh, to leave the gaps No, I no, think first it's like papoon, and after it's like the question that comes like, how much can we learn with animals and with nature in, in general? Yeah, I mean they're intelligent creatures. I don't know how they did it, but we still don't know how the honeybees, you know, they made this hexagonal thing. Mm. I love it. I love the idea, and like without any any counts, like doing, man, it's. <laughs> something that passed past my mind it's something more that i i can explain or describe in words husman uh any less thoughts that you want to share with me and with the viewers and listeners uh not really follow asko he's a top man <laughs> thank you so much bro and man thank you so much for the opportunity man it was a great great conversation one hour great talk man Thank you so much. Thanks for having me man. It means a lot. Thank you. Man, thank you so much. Great great night here in Europe. A great day anywhere in the world, okay?
See you. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Nice meeting you, man.